Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Evening Thoughts. My name is Sam, and I am the host of this podcast. Wherever you are tuning in from tonight, I want to thank you for making time to listen, whether you are a returning listener or a longtime listener. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Usually, I would take this time to pray for a specific person, but tonight I'd like to pray for you. Yes, you, listening in your car right now to this podcast. Or maybe you are listening to this podcast on your phone or on your computer. Well, you are on my heart, and I want to pray for you. Only you and God may know what kind of week you've had, but I imagine that it may have been difficult and challenging. And if that is you tonight, I would love to entrust you to the Lord. Would you pray with me? God, I pray for every person that is listening to this podcast this evening. Whatever they may have gone through in their lives this past week, would you remind them that you are near, that you love them, and that you are for them. Give them strength for the challenges that lay ahead and allow them to lean on you for comfort and courage to face what tomorrow may bring. Would you protect them and their family and bless them with moments of joy this weekend? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I love praying for you. And if you have any specific prayer requests, please send them my way to eveningthoughts at hotmail.com. Well, I have some news for you. My wife and I are moving to Japan in about two months. As some of you may know, my wife and I live in Southern California and we are a military family. That means that every two to three years, we pack up our things and move wherever the Navy tells us to go. And my next set of orders has me going to the city of Yokosuka, which is in the Kanagawa prefecture. It's like an hour outside of Tokyo. Japan is actually a very special place for my wife and I because I proposed to her there. And we still have some great friends living there as well. But as you can imagine, moving every two to three years can be exhausting. And right now, we find ourselves in the middle of closing one chapter of our lives and entering into another one. This involves change and a whole lot of it. And so tonight, I thought we could talk about that. This episode is entitled, Why is Change So Hard? My aim for you and I is that in our seasons of change, that we would be reminded of the always consistent and never changing God who gives us our courage and reasons to not lose hope in the midst of unpredictability and instability. In all transparency, I don't like change very much at all. I like consistency and I like predictability. I like to be able to schedule and plan things way out in advance and 
I tend to get comfortable with my rhythm of life. And when those things change, I sometimes tend to resist it pretty aggressively. I think it may come down to control. I like to be able to control my surroundings. How about you? What sort of change are you going through right now? What kind of change is on the horizon for you? And how do you feel about it? If you're like me, I want to encourage you this evening. During these seasons of change for us, let us be reminded of some vital truths. Number one, change can look different for us. Change can mean that a loved one dies. Right now, my wife and I have a dear friend in the hospital fighting for her life from COVID. And as difficult as that is to say, that is not unique to us because I know that there are several of you listening right now who have lost loved ones and close friends yourself. It has been a very difficult and painful two years for many of us. Change can also look like a loss of a job or big financial challenges. Change can look like a loss of relationship. My wife and I know a young couple in the process of divorce right now, and the spouse is picking up the pieces of a broken marriage. Sometimes change is within ourselves or those whom we love. People change physically. They change mentally, morally, and even spiritually. Perhaps for you, you've hit a milestone age, and when you look in the mirror, there are far more white hair on your head than you'd like. In the midst of all of this change, what are we to do? How are we to respond? During these times, there is the one that never changes. And that one can bring us comfort because he gives us solid and constant footing during these quick shifting sand under our feet. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. There is no inconsistency in God. God never changes. From Genesis to Revelation, God is the same. And you can bank on that. You can put all your chips in that. In the midst of all the change in around us. That God never changes. Some of you listening right now, you know betrayal. You have had the closest friend turn their back on you. You've had church members hurt you. You've had friends leave you. You've had family members hurt you. But God is there through it all. He is always faithful and true. God is ever-present by our side. He never changes. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. What he has said yesterday to you will be the same for you today and tomorrow. In the midst of your change, would you set your mind on truths like 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, where it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. When you think you failed God, believe that he is still faithful to you. 
when you think you've let him down, know that he still loves you and he is willing and waiting for you to come near so he can wrap his arm around you once again. In a world of change, it is understandable that we seek stability and sometimes it can lead us astray. The caution that I'd like for you and I to consider this evening is that our source of stability is not on how much money that we have in our bank account. Because money comes and it goes. Money cannot buy us more time or youth. Let us not look for lasting validation on our jobs or career because that is also subject to unpredictable change, isn't it? I always tell my Marines and sailors, you are not only a Marine. I tell them, you're not only just a sailor. Because I see them struggle and wrestle so much with finding their identity as they transition back into being a civilian. You are more than just your physical performance. You may be physically able to do all that you want to do right now, But remember that gravity catches up to us all, and your body and my body will be worn down with age one day. You are more than your job. You are more than your career. You are more than a husband. You are more than a wife. You are more than a father and a mother. Don't put all of your hope into those things because one day you will no longer be those things. And when that is taken away from you, you'll be devastated. Rather, would you rest and put your hope in the never-changing one? Find comfort in the one who is the same for all eternity. We call this the immutability of God. His character, his goodness, his holiness, his power cannot increase or decrease. God is the same forever. We live in a fallen world and everything around us will one day fade away. But as Matthew chapter 24 verse 35 reminds us, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. No matter how much change comes our way, God's word and his promises will never change. Would you remember that tonight? The second truth that I'd like to be reminded of tonight is that we need to go to church. I bet this one is a surprise to you, isn't it? Why would I mention church when the topic is about change? I speak very often with people who were hurt by church at one time or another, and they have not gone back to church since. I have also met people who are very suspicious of church leadership and they find it difficult to trust pastors and they find it difficult to trust chaplains. Some people that I've spoken to believe that they can grow on their own watching sermons from the internet and watching weekly worship clips on YouTube. From one perspective, I can see where they're coming from. But there is simply no substitute for a body of believers coming together intentionally to pursue God as one. Yes, it is true that we live in a fallen world and that has affected many of our churches. And the truth is that there is no perfect church. My heart does go out to those of you who have been hurt by churches. 
but please don't give up because there are healthy churches that will help you to grow in your faith like no internet sermon and home worship videos from YouTube. The truth is that we need healthy accountability to come alongside of us and help us to be reminded of the gospel of Jesus regularly because we are a forgetful people. And the church reminds us of the living hope that is Jesus. It is at church that you will find needy people. You will find spiritually broken people. You will find people with all sorts of issues. And what better place for people that are so needy to gather together as Jesus, our great physician, is there to work on our hearts. Don't go to church to impress. Don't go to church simply to just give your money because God doesn't need your money. Go to church because it is at church that you will be reminded week after week of the God who is there with you through it all. Go to church to develop and cultivate transparent and gospel-shaped authenticity so that during your seasons of change, you will have loving and caring brothers and sisters in faith to lock arms with you and walk alongside you. Go on Sundays and go to midweek gatherings, usually at someone's house. Be willing to invite other godly families to mentor you and for you to mentor them. Surrounding yourself with men and women of faith will help you to get through your seasons of change. Now, it is true that God is everywhere. It is also true that a church is not a building. So yes, you can meet with God in your car as you drive. You can meet with God in your room as you pray. And all that is good and do more of it, but don't let it replace the local church. More than ever in my life, I firmly believe that you really do in some ways become like the people you hang out with. When you hang out with negative people, it will be easy for you to to mentally go there. When you hang around with people who entertain sin openly and without remorse, then you open yourself up to going there easily. And when you have instability that comes with change, there is no better group of people to remind you of the never-changing God than the people of faith that you know and they know you. In the midst of change, you need the church. Truth number three, take advantage of change to grow. Change is hard, but it opens up opportunities to grow. Think back on when you grew the most in your personhood. I'm willing to bet that there was a situation or person that brought some change into your life, and you had no choice but to go through all of that. One way to grow is to take stock of the things that you have taken for granted every day. For example, my first duty station was actually in Japan, and living oceans apart from my family reminded me of how important they were. Change in your health can help you to be more mindful of how mobile and independent you once were. Sometimes we take for granted just how healthy we are. A change in relationship with a significant other can help you to take the opportunity to do some self-reflection and grow in your character. And like all things, change doesn't happen overnight. 
be patient with yourself as you make changes in your life. Unless you're Forrest Gump, you don't just wake up one morning and decide to go run a marathon. You don't just wake up one morning and lift weights like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You don't just wake up one morning and cook a meal like Gordon Ramsay. It takes time. It takes time to develop your endurance. It takes time to train. It takes hours in the gym lifting heavy things and putting them down. It takes trial and error to cook a gourmet meal. In the same way, you don't get a noble character by accident. You don't become an honest person by whim. It takes practice and it takes time. It takes deliberate intention to be a person of integrity. You don't become a patient person when everything goes your way. So would you choose to use the opportunities you have to make healthy changes in your life and ensure that you give yourself time to make those changes? Don't give up when things get hard. Don't give in when your motivation lessens. Make use of this season of change in your life to make positive growth in yourself. On the home stretch here, number four, last but not least, in fact, it is the most important of all, pray. Pray in faith, knowing that God listens to you when you pray. The creator of the universe, the one who made the stars, the moon, the cosmos, he listens to you when you pray. Pray honestly, pray openly, and pray regularly for God's peace to wash over you as you navigate the sea of change. Again, be reminded that in the midst of unpredictability and instability, the love of God is predictable. The love of God is stable. Would you pray with me now? Gracious God, in our seasons of change, Help us to lean on you and trust in you to provide for us. Help us to be reminded tonight that nothing surprises you. You already know what is to come. We may feel lost, but you are our great shepherd and you keep us in your presence. And as long as you know where we are, then we are never lost. During these times, increase our faith, increase our trust, and increase our joy in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What do you think of tonight's topic? Did I miss something? I would love to hear from you. Let me know if you agree or disagree with some of my points. I value your thoughts and would love to learn from you as well. Well, that is it for me this evening. I hope that this episode encouraged you and made you think about something new. And as always, take care of yourself and peace and blessings. Good night.